don't like her Graduated yesterday. Wonderful. All right. Well, I'm excited about um, our subject today, and it's going to be really. Um, it is a Mother's Day message, but yet it really is. Um, it's about all of us and, and life and life in the biblical days and life today. And so eat and. Do what you gotta do and listen, and we're gonna have a good time um, together. Um, this week, I, as I was laying down, what um, I enjoyed looking up different facts. I'm a, I love facts. I love knowing. I'm a history buff, and I love knowing about things and people and the history and why people do things. Every once in a while, something will come to my mind, and I'll have to write it down so I remember. Yes, Mr. Google. Like, now, why did they do that, or, you know, like, how come that started, or, just so, I, I just like knowing things. I'm like, it's not like being nosy, it's just I like information, so, why, like, you know, st I, like, why do you call him Sam's Hill? I'm sure it's Sam must have a hill or something. But anyway, it's just interesting. So, I was looking up about, you know, the, the lives of, of the women in, in the biblical times, and it was pretty hard. Right, but I guess if that's what you know, I don't think they ever thought someday they might have a microwave. But um, how their pots were, and how their cosmetics were, and, and their jewelry, and things that were important to them, and how daily life was in their community, and how they were looked upon, and their roles, and their workload. Um, a lot of it is um, very similar to how we do things today and the pressure that was on their lives, um, the commitments that they made, and I'm sure they got more out like we all do, and had to have their family sources and the God that they trust. And that's where we all are. So I'm going to be talking about, of course, um, Mary and Martha which has some different ideas about it. So I want to kind of help us with all of it because I I'm on both sides. But I'll, but I'll give you some help about both of them because it's helped, it helped me and I have to laugh at myself and all the things that one time were very important to me critically important to me, 
that are no longer critical. So I have to tell you that most I would give my mom a big old handout for almost 90% of the me was true. As in one day, all this isn't going to matter. Um, her, one of her favorite sayings was 10 years from now, no one will know the difference. So you know as you're killing yourself for the people coming over to your house, and you, you know, it's got to be just so. And they're like, are they talking about your party 10 years from now? I'm like, I hope so. <laughs> no, you've all learned that. And so thank God for growth. And sometimes we don't grow easy. We grow the hard way or we lose our health or our mates or whatever. And things change because they change and we have to be adaptable. And adapting isn't always easy, is it? Sometimes it's um, easier than other times. And, you know, every, every ounce of life is a journey, as we know. It's not easy. Some days we feel one way, and two seconds later we feel another way, and another way, and another way. You ever been there? Our environment changes, our circumstances change, the mail is late, you know, the TV won't come on, and we can go from bliss to fear to crawl. So, so we're going to find out about these um, two ladies. Um, it was also fun looking at cosmetics and different things. I'll tell you what. If I, if I there's two things I wish I had, I have, would have stock in, and also that I was one of the creators. This hand sanitizer little thing. We would all be on a cruise this morning. Somewhere fabulous, singing songs. I mean, is this like the bomb? I mean, do you just feel like when you go past one, wherever it is, you have to put your hand under it? I mean, you have to. Don't you feel like if you don't, there's one germ out there? Because I think it's what, 99.9? I mean, not one germ is there. And it could take you down. And then, of course, you know, you get the little flyers from Brown, Brown and Rodworth, whatever that place is. I know it's not Brown and Beyond. But, um, yeah, and then, you know, you get so many and this and that and that and this. Well, yeah. And of course, the new thing is, you know, the oils for you for you guys who... I had to teach Sean the other day about... I told him about bath pumps. He is, he's my new girlfriend. I mean, he's sitting in my bathroom, he's like, what's this thing? I go, that's a bath bomb. Your wife got any of those things? Anyway. But um, this one is an anointing prayer oil. It's called Abbott. It's the um, King's Garment, Glory of the King. And it's from Jerusalem, really from Jerusalem. Even though I love it. No, it isn't. It came from Houston, Texas. <laughs> That's wrong. It says Jerusalem, Abbott, Jerusalem. Here, and I bought it from the Holy Land in Florida. Well, I tell you what, no, that's just out me on this stuff already. Well, praise the Lord. There's not any magic in this. It's, it's just the principle of going, what the Bible tells us about anointing with oil. There is a lot of things about it. So I believe in it with everything I have. It's my faith, et cetera, et cetera. And God's a anointing powers. But, you know, so we got all these anointing oils, all these oils now, Detroit and and this infuser and that infuser and 
See, it goes on and on and on. The things you gotta feel and get so you think that it's doing something for you, right? Well, praise God. So it continues on, and I just know that I am not gonna get into these rubberized suits that some of these movie stars are starting to wear that are silicone or plastic or rubber or, yeah. I could talk to you all day about that, but Tiffany will tell you. But anyway, praise God for women of the Bible. Don't even get me started on the Kardashians. I know everything there is to know. Okay, praise God. They need Jesus. So, so what is it to be a woman? What's it be to be any of us in this world? We know that um, Jesus had a very close relationship with this, this family. Um, we don't know anything about, I've, I've read different things from historical about their lives. I think um, that Lazarus and Mary and Martha, I'm sure they had some means. Um, it doesn't tell much about their, their parents at all. Or really, in some ways, I'm not sure even what their profession was. Maybe hospitality as a profession. It's great. But they were very close to Jesus. And I'll tell you what, that would be the greatest job. That would be the greatest privilege in this entire world. I mean, you know, he could come. He's welcome at my home anytime. How about you? And I can honestly tell you that I am not getting out the sweeper. I'm not getting out all the fancy oils and stuff I have, or even the super duper pledge, or whatever. I'm not even getting out of Swift or changing the head on the, the mock bed. If Jesus is coming, it's all I just want to look at his face, sit close to him, and listen to what he has to say. So, but this was, uh, they're mentioned in the Bible, because of course we know about Lazarus and, and um, him being raised from the dead. But there was definitely a relationship. It was a place that Jesus liked to go. He felt comfortable there. He felt fellowship with them. He felt wanted. It was, you know, we all have places that we like to go, that we feel more welcome there. And isn't that the greatest feeling when someone's glad to see you? They respond to you and of course, I used to serve people. Now I just tell you where it is. And um, you get to make yourself at home and so forth. But this was a place that Jesus felt comfort and, and knowing that he was with fellow believers, people that knew who he was and wanted to be with him. And how we are so starved for that in today's world of community and being with fellow believers. Now we're in the world and we're going to be with people out of the world, etc. But there's nothing greater than being with people of Singapore. When we have to talk to each other and bring people to Jesus, that's our main thing that we're here for. But also, as we're to be with each other and to help each other through this journey. As fellow Christians, I mean, if I'm in a situation, you're in a situation, you want to call you know, Firestone and talk to one of those guys. It, 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 but um, 
Do you call someone who knows the Lord and who can encourage you and pray with you? If they don't have, you know, we don't always know the right things to say at the right second, every second, do we? Sometimes we mess up. I mean, I messed up. I've messed up it so many times. But the idea is that we <coughs> want to help each other. We love each other. We listen. We care. And we support each other. So Jesus needed that also in the main. And it shows us how we need each other and how it's great when you go someone calls you and says, you want to come over? And you're like, oh, yes. Give me five seconds. So Jesus is traveling through, and of course he has his disciples, and, and who knows who else was a part of the entourage. There's always people that were following Jesus. So who knows the whole vivid story of who was you know, who came in, who knows how big this house was. We kind of know what the layout is and most of them. And um, um, where they lived was only about two miles from Jerusalem. So that's not too far, but when you're walking it, it can be, of course, they walked so much that from two miles, they'd be like, you'd all be right over. So, <laughs> put on your sandals and said, let's go. All right, so let's kind of look at this. It's in Luke um, 10, 41. And I want us to, um, to look at this in ways that I think will help all of us. So here we see that Jesus has, has came. I don't think he gave a pigeon, you know, flew uh, one. And I don't believe that they knew that they were coming. So it's kind of like, have you ever, you know, I imagine, I got the most unbelievable imagination. Somebody comes to your house and all of a sudden you're like, and you slam the door real fast and go, I'll be right back. About two hours later, you come out all bouffant and there, and the, and the food's all on a platter and the music and the candles are lit. They'd be gone by the time I came back to it. So, anyway, so here they are. So they come kind of, you know, might call them saying, hey, I'm. Um, well, that would be a dinner for 20. <laughs> and I mean, because it wasn't like they had the store. I'm sure they had their pots and they had food is somewhat that they had maybe put back a cake or so. But still, by the time you had to chase the, your animal to kill it and all that preparation, I mean, serious. You had to call about a month before. <laughs> oh, well, they had it all worked out. So Martha, Martha, Jesus says, you are worried and troubled about many things. Well, I'd say you got that one right. Of course, isn't it great that God knows all about us? Isn't it great that he knows what we're thinking? Of course, sometimes we wish he didn't. But he made us and he sure does. And he is writing it all day. Wouldn't you love to get, have that big eraser? So he knew what she was thinking. He cared about what she was thinking. He really, he did. It wasn't like, blah, 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 here we go. I'm glad I just came. You know, start your mind. Mary and Martha were two sisters who were as different as night and day. Martha was the picture of the perfect hostess. She loved to entertain company, of course, as long as they called in advance. <laughs> yes. If they had such magazines in her day, Martha certainly would have been a subscriber to Southern Bethany Living. <laughs> Tell me 
and you know why, Deb. Yeah. In better homes and gardens. The Bible does not tell us, but perhaps her last name was even Stewart. <laughs> you know, we don't know her last name, do they? Martha, Martha. That's it. Martha is a perfectionist, perfectionist, and yet she is her own worst enemy. She sets expectations that she can never meet. You don't even know how that is talking about me. She is never able to completely rest and be content. Life for Martha is always an unfinished task. Well, we can go home now. I just told you my story. I have to be as honest. I just spoke about myself. I don't think until the last day of, in this world that I'll ever feel like I, I, there's not one more thing to get done. I've lived that way my whole life. I can give you one million reasons why. A lot of it was because I really didn't have a lot of help. You want to talk about my sweet stuff there? But so I had to, I had a lot of responsibilities and I had to do a lot of things. So I had I was the checklist and whole people had a checklist. And so we always feel in today's world with this high pressure. Demands on our lives to do, produce so much in a day. There's no way any of us can accomplish any of this. You just might have to give it up. I'm trying to give it up because there, I don't care if you never sweat. There's no way that you could do, get everything perfect for every single person, every single second, so it would just be a blessing to the whole world. Forget it. On the other hand, Mary, Martha's sister's, is not much into the hostess scene. It's not that Mary does not also enjoy having company over, but Mary is more interested in conversation than the day's menu. When you drop in at Mary's house for a visit, she may have you go fetch your own glass of iced tea. And in the South, all iced tea is sweet. Just want you to know. Tiffany got me a book recently and I read it one night. It's not that Mary doesn't care. Mary just takes life as it comes, and material comforts and hostess graces are just not that important to her. Well, we all do have our own personalities. Some people are more into different things. And some, <laughs> and some aren't. And that's okay, isn't it? And we all have our own styles. And we have to embrace all of that. And sometimes we feel like doing things more than other times. Don't you love it when somebody says, you go, do you need any help? And they go, no, I'm good. And you're like, thank God I didn't want to do any help. <laughs> <laughs> I had to tell you that. Don't you, and when you ask just the right time. Like, and they're thinking, no, don't worry. I got it. Don't, don't come out here happy now. One time when Jesus was at the home of Mary and Martha, Mary broke a very expensive bottle of fragrant perfume. And she anointed Jesus with oil. Now it was all prophetic what she was doing. But you know, they were looking at it like, no, you didn't do that. This was an expression of Mary's love and devotion to Jesus. Some of Jesus um, disciples became infuriated. Now, why did they become so mad about her using her own perfume? 
and breaking it and give it was her perfume, wasn't it? But they were saying we could have been we could have sold that. And if I could have bought myself a new pair of sandals at the time. Well, they were, weren't they? At her for doing that. Martha was there, and I'm certain that she too chimed in with the disciples and chastening Mary for her extravagance. In Luke 10, 38-42, we discover on an occasion where the stark contrast between these two sisters. Martha and Mary is obvious. Mary is sitting at the feet of Jesus. Martha is busy with much serving. Now we're going to go back and talk about that here in a minute. Mary is enthralled as she sits at the feet of the Savior. Martha is as enraged as she busily paces back and forth from the kitchen to the living room. You don't know how many times I've done that. You just do not know. I used to do that with Joe Johnson with my meat wrapper. He'd be laying on the couch. Or he'd be sitting in his big chair with Doggy the Dalmatian right beside him. And I'd just be like, out there going back and forth to the window. He'd just be waving. <laughs> and every weed was his head. I'm not kidding. It's church. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But I thought, what am I? And don't worry. I'll be in there making our clothes and turning the Bible in just a second here. My steak and caviar dinner dinner. <laughs> he thought rest was more important than killing ourselves on weeds. I said, somebody's coming in a couple of days and we can't have weeds in our yard. What will they think? Now, if you go down that road now, I bet you their relatives are back. Don't you? And I, and I can tell already by going by, those people don't care. So my worry was, was it important or not? Amen, sister. Because I would have been neurotic in my head. I would have had to explain every week's name and why that week was not was there and why Joe didn't feel like doing that or something. So you got to pray. All right. So Mary is enthralled as she sits at the feet of the Savior. All right. So she's going by. I love myself. Okay. So the bite. So so Martha welcomed Jesus into her house. This visit does not appear to have been planned because in short notice there would be much work to do if dinner was going to be on the table. It did not take long for Martha to become stressed and angry at the fact that Mary was sitting there while she was serving. Now, that's kind of normal feelings, wouldn't you say? Not be, I'm being real. So let's look at it just for a second because I have all this work to do. You're my sister. And you know how hard this is, and we've got all this company now. And I would be thinking, how about if we bust this up together, and we both can be sitting at the feet, or whatever. So I'm kind of, you know, right now I'm thinking about that, okay? So now I'm already mad at my sister, and thinking of all the things I want to say to her. So that's, I can't maybe, you know, yell at her in front of everybody. Or let's go outside or something. So she, of course, sends things. You know what? I'm just going to tell Jesus, don't get all fixed up. <laughs> right? Yeah. How many times? I've done that before. I've been like, you tell him. You tell him what it, that's wrong. 
Martha directed her anger towards Jesus. She is essentially <laughs> saying, Lord, if you really cared about me, you would be rebuking my sister Mary and telling her to get in the cage. Wouldn't that have been the proudest moment when Jesus kills Mary? Come on, I met your sister Martha. She killed herself. I mean, because women really weren't supposed to be sit being kind of in the men thing at that moment. She kind of was out of her territory, if you want to say, but Jesus coming over, find your own chair. Wouldn't it be? I'd be like, I'm sitting here. So, um, so Martha's ordering Jesus. I love that. So anger and frustrated and resentment often comes out of this kind of controlling way. So see, we can't control the situation, so we got to get someone else that can help us control them. When people do not act the way we want them to, we often want someone else to straighten the person out for us. Well, I'll tell you what, if that worked, I'd be calling everybody. <laughs> now, there's a lot of psychological things here, and we won't get into all of that. Because there's things that are right, some things are wrong, sometimes it's right for the moment, sometimes it's wrong for the moment, sometimes there's all kinds of things. It's easy to focus on Martha's apparent frustration and anger. But I want you to consider her in a little different light. Martha is not really a bad person. Um, will somebody turn on me? Something else for me. I'm going to give you a three so we'll have mercy on the sister for a second. Thank you. I'm getting so hot, I'm, I keep my glasses are James C. Thank you. Yeah, i got to go back. Uh, okay. Martha's not okay. In fact, she's a woman of dedication, and she's a doer. I can just imagine, thank you, that she is the kind of woman that probably seldom complains. I think she complains. <laughs> seldom misses the smallest detail. I know that one. But she can always be counted on when you need her. Martha is certainly a commendable woman. Damn. Whoever turns up the heat, you better run to your car. <laughs> Help me. Because if I get you hotter, we're all going to be running on. Why, yeah. I am. No more heat. I got my fan. Do you want to use it? Do you want to use my fan? Thank you. I got you. Yes, please don't come in and turn up the heat like the sun. I'm not that first spring. Wear a coat or something. <laughs> maintaining a much-needed balance in life. It's a story about the need, thank you, to recognize that we are human, we stumble, we fall short. It's a story about being human and how we desperately need to realize just how human we are. It's a story about setting priorities, ladies, the best choices in life. In life, we are usually confronted with choices that are outright good versus bad. Those are the easy ones to make. 
But oh, how difficult are the everyday choices between what is good and what is best. Sometimes you ever feel like you want to call someone the hotline and just say, what would you do now? In this instance, Luke says there were more important things to do than housework and preparing supper. Ladies in the back. What Jesus desired was not dinner, but devotion. How do we wrap our brains around some of this when, so somebody's coming, there are duties that have to be done. And we all have our own personalities, we want things to look nice, and that represents who we are, and what people think that we should do, and just our way. And, um, and yet we want to have fellowship and we want to talk and don't you, you know, when you're in the kitchen and other people are out talking and you're like, what'd you say now? What was that? You ever do that? You only get half of it? So how do we make all of this work and how do we see what is important at the right time? And I can tell you. So how do we know about so if only Martha could have stopped long enough to see herself as Jesus did, then she could have seen that her life was filled with busyness, but inside she was running on empty. How many times have you been there? Yeah. Have you ever felt like one of those people who are just like, you're, you're not going two inches, but you're just running as fast as you can? Like a little hamster on one of those squeaky wheels. And we, we get our bodies, Wore out, we get like sick, we get anxious, we, we, we go through so many things in a day. And we can't handle these pressures that we're living under. It is too much. And I can tell you this, it is not God's will that any of us, any of us live the way we're living. This is a man-made world in what we're doing to produce, 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 better, better, better. Supposedly, in so many years, like 10 or so, there's going to be planes that don't need a pilot. And I can tell you this, if God tear, doesn't tear, I am getting on. <laughs> so we always got to be better and faster, and we can't, we're, our bodies can't do it. There's going to be a lot of disappointments, and we're going to have to accept the what's most important at the right time, and I'll tell you how we're going to do it. Her life was one of frustration and distraction. Her calendar was filled with activities and engagements, good things, but she was missing out on the best things in life. Jesus was saying, Martha, Martha. And I know by the shadow of a doubt, it wasn't like Martha. It wasn't like Martha. Martha. It was like Martha. You're not a superwoman. You need to slow down. You need to reprioritize your life. Martha was caught up in what many of us are snared in today, the performance trap. You ever feel like, you know, you gotta, I've said this, how I felt at my, working at the funeral home, I said, if I only could have answered the phone with my right hand, showed somewhere to go with the left hand, leave my camera down that hallway, Pushed a casket in with my left foot and, and took flower orders with my right foot and got coffee backing up. I don't know. 
In Martha's mind, she had to do it all. She was always setting expectations she could never meet. Now, unfortunately, we have people in our lives that do that to us also. Now, bosses and family members and friends or whoever, spouses, but we can't meet everybody's needs. Some needs are bare, and some needs we got little Debbie cakes for the birthday party instead of the gourmet cake that fell in the car. Praise the Lord. If the truth be known, Martha probably did not like herself very much. She could not accept herself as a result. She could not accept others. What Mary knew and what Martha needed to know was that in a devotional relationship with Jesus Christ, God's unconditional love, grace, are experienced and we are set free from the bondage of the performance trap. Hallelujah! Now, I will say, stop and say this real quick. We have to learn to help each other. One person doesn't deserve to do all the work. We've got to be better stewards when it comes to nobody should walk out of this church and let one person clean off the table back there, one person take the trash out. We all, every week, should do our part because it is hard for that one person to do it every week and every week with thinking, well, I don't want to do it every week. So we've got to see, we shouldn't all be sitting and watching someone else do the work. That's not right either. So we got to learn a balance because maybe your foot hurts, maybe my foot hurts, maybe something hurts, and it would help and we get it all done quick. So those things are wrong, that we care about each other, we nurture each other, and we take our, our responsibilities in being church members and loving Jesus with love. And sometimes people want to just be the, the boss and the souls. And you say, okay. Let me know when you need. But whatever, we've got to have a balance where nobody does the same thing because they get burned out. Trust me. So we have to figure out what it is that is the most important. How do we start out? You know, it's like one place we started and sometimes it's hard to get off that line. And the expectations, of, you know, I'll tell you, do you know how many barbecues I haven't had? Oh, I'm sorry, it's called a In the South, the barbecue is the whole, the pig eats. Cookouts when you have the hot dogs in the hand. So you don't have, you know what I'm Because the furniture wasn't clean enough, I didn't get a chance to get my new cushions from Pure One. Um, the um, whatever, you know, it all wasn't perfect, so nobody came. I didn't invite them. That's been about 10 summers. We're all waiting for something that is so great so somebody can come. But wouldn't it have been important just to sit on my dirty cushion, get out of the little Debbie case, and have fun with each other? And learn what you know, and maybe talk things out. And get closer and pray together. <coughs> there isn't any cushion that can 
be where you can be happy. So we all, and I have a very big problem with that paradox. So if y'all come visit me and things aren't perfect from Southern living, well, I'll just be glad to see you. And that's how we should all be. All right. So Mary knew it, and what Martha needed to know was her devotional relationship with Jesus Christ. I will tell you this. If we really want to know how to make it, I learn this every day again and again and again and again and again. I've got to start out my day with asking Jesus first. What is today about Jesus? Lord, I, I invite you into today. I want you into today. I need you desperately into today. I give you my today, Lord. I'm going to mess up, but God, you help me. Help me to, to be patient. Help me in every circumstance. Help me to get to place A and B and C. Help me know what to do. Help me to handle this situation. Because we all are trying to figure everything out. And I'm a figure out. How many times I have stumbled and stumbled and stumbled and stumbled and then went to the Lord to clean up the mess. Why did I start it out like that? My brain is already engaged and I got 15 million things to do. Why don't I say, Lord, show me what I need to prioritize? Yes, my day with. What should I do first? What should I do second? What's most important? If I need help, Lord, send help. Wouldn't it be better if I go to the master first and say, what's your work in my life for me? Is it more important today that I talk to my neighbor who needs some encouragement than working than trying to get this my vacuum cleaner? <coughs> what is it that's most important? Because when I go to Jesus first, then it's going to work out better, when you say? But we want to do things our way. And sometimes we're so busy we think we don't have time to pray. I get there. That I get my mind on so many things that it can't stop. So I wait until it all combusts and goes nuts. And then I'm like, God's help us. I think it's going down. Isn't it, wouldn't it be a better idea if maybe I have to put mental cheese in the refrigerator? Some sweet ice tea made up a day or two ahead, and some some biscuits made from the morning. And somebody comes by, maybe I have it, and maybe not. I call somebody and they deliver. Or maybe we, they got some pimento cheese and biscuits in their purse. <laughs> you follow what I'm saying? So. I can't make you happy every second. You can't make me happy. I might not like the biscuits, you know. But how about if we just rejoice over the biscuits that we have? That we learn to just love the biscuit, learn to love Jesus, our time together, and we let go of so many things that are destroying our daily lives. We're worried about things that are going to burn up, fade away, not be there. I would, I would eat the oldest, like 
biscuit from a trash can if I could sit and talk to my mother today. I got a page of poem. What, what is so important today, or tomorrow or the next day, that keeps us from being in God's total And this isn't something some of us learn easy, I'm still learning it. But I've learned the things that would have killed me don't matter now. And that life, when you look at it, is such a favor. And everything we do for each other is going to last. Because what we do with each other makes us mate. We encourage it. You saying you care, you're sorry, hope you're better, how are you doing, whatever. I like your hair. Whatever we can do, isn't that more important than if the silver was polished? Spending time with each other. You know what it's like when you leave somebody's house and you felt like they were so happy you came? Isn't that what life's about? But see, Martha was okay in some of her ways of thinking, Okay, I gotta fix the Thanksgiving dinner here. We only got like so many minutes, and let's just. And Martha and Mary was like, I just want to see Jesus. So I kind of understand both of them, but yet maybe we could have said, Jesus, I want to sit by you too. Could let's pray right now. <laughs> How about if you help me figure out how I can, you can get all this done and so I can be with you too? Maybe that would have been a good idea. Or let's all go come to the kitchen and talk. But I think we need to understand that being at the feet of Jesus is the most important. And it doesn't matter what people think because somebody's going to like the food dishes and somebody's not going to like them. So let's, we got to get over some of those things. But trap and wanting things to be perfected and needing things from certain people because sometimes they're not going to give it to us. But if we go to Jesus first, he's going to help us in every single situation. He's going to help us get the meal, how it's supposed to be, if it isn't perfect, then it isn't perfect. So you bring it next time. Let's talk to Jesus about every situation we and let's be, let's be truthful about our feelings, okay? Don't always be saying what you did. Let's, let's grow on those because things can't be taken back, and sometimes our opinions just don't make any sense. I've worked on more days of trying to get over what people said to me that bothered me. And they didn't know that it bothered me, and I had to work through it, like you all have, and forgave them, and asked God to help me not be babyish, or to forgive, or to look on it, whatever. But let's, let's encourage each other more. Let's love each other more. And as women, that's what we need to do. But as men, we need it. All, everybody needs love severely. We need to be told, I love you. I care about you. I care that you hurt. I care what you hurt. If that bothers you, that bothers me. And to, and to and brag on each other. Maybe they don't like your hairdo either. 
but it wouldn't hurt him to say, you know what, leave it. And do what my dad said. You like it? I can definitely think in my ear he goes, you like it? <laughs> That's what I knew he did. But he didn't want to say. So he'd say, do you like it? And I, then I'd be like, I don't know. And he'd go, that's all that matters. But he did help me go, you know, it really is kind of cheap on you. You know, right again. So being married is, is, is the most awesome. The more we're at Jesus' feet, the more we know, the more we know what to do. Relationship. Relationship is all relationship with each other, relationship with loving, caring, forgiving, talking things out. Maybe I hurt your feelings. I had to apologize to Shannon because she's going to be 50 and I was this dog in the 50. I said, I'd give anything to be 50. But I go, you pre-menopausal yet? <laughs> she was, you have seen the look on her face. <laughs> and I had to tell her I was sorry. Because that was it nice. Bless it. Happy birthday. It's going to be great. You suffering yet? <laughs> but I had to so, And so I had to tell her that I was sorry because that wasn't right. Even though I'll be thinking it all day. <laughs> so, but we love each other and encourage each other and appreciate each other and help each other. The closer we get to Jesus, the more we talk to Jesus, the more easier it becomes. You're not going to be perfect. You're going to get on my nerves. I'm going to get on yours. But with the love of God, we can work through it, past it, and towards it. Amen? Amen. Amen. I'm sorry for some of the major distractions. I didn't get to everything, but I was ready to pass out, fall over. <laughs> and some of you are talking, and it was driving me nuts. <laughs> I couldn't hardly hear myself think. So it was fun, but wasn't it? Yeah, it was fun. So happy Mother's Day. We're all mothers to everyone. We help each other as women and you men. We all encourage each other. Don't ever forget that somebody beside you might need something from you today. They need to know that you're glad they saw you, you saw them. And they and have a good day. And let's call each other, check on each other. And um, 